Blog Talk Radio. The homeless is still homeless. The poor is still poor. Yet we find billions of dollars to fund senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism. What about the quiet racism? Dividing among ourselves. Somebody's crying for help. Heaven is listening. Heaven is watching. Heaven knows. And they may not play this on the radio. Cause the devil don't want you to know. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Unbuzzing Press Show. I'm your host, Bishop L.J. Guillory. And I'm here <laughs> still shaking my head, still shaking my head. Um, I went to the command center to try to figure out uh, some of the best advice that I could give America. Um, I was thinking back, and I was cognitating on what we had did before this, because we've been through this before. And it baffled me for a moment that we we just continue to go through the same thing over and over and over and over again. I'm glad to see that Americans, not just black Americans, but all Americans have um have uh have come together to say that we're tired of the tyrannical uh we're tired of the Flagacious mercenaries continuing to murder citizens, citizens of the United States. And we're tired of the thug gang-like mentality that continue to just be reflective of these PDs and these uh, law enforcement nationwide. More particularly, we're getting tired of when you when we take discipline on one, Others send up a, a message that, hey, uh, we're going to resign because we don't like you taking discipline on my fellow brother gangbanger. So we're all going to uh, resign. I would say, let's get it straight. You didn't resign. You decided not to make the overtime money uh, and the hazard paid money to go out there and beat and shoot innocent people. So, yes, and, and I would accept that resignation from not just that particular position in time and job. I'm going to take that resignation completely from the PD. Uh, when we have uh, officers turning their backs on the mayor and turning their backs on, uh, 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 you know, those individuals who scorn them, I said, no, don't turn your back back around. Keep walking. When you get through with, uh, with 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 your protest, our authority and the admonishing you for what you're doing, 
then we're going to go ahead and accept your resignation. Uh, turn your back, but keep your back turned because you turn your back on your pension, you turn your back on you turn your back on uh, taking care of your family through uh, the taxpayers' dollars. When you kill a suspect, now I want people to think about this because there's a lot of people that are still in the 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 the, the mindset that they got to take a side and. And uh, you know we gotta back we gotta back our blue we gotta back our back our cops back them back them with your paycheck back them with your savings back them and we know that most of these cops that get indicted immediately the GoFundMe blows out of the out of the roof they have tens of millions of dollars waiting for their um, their defense fund uh, and that's fine. I just think that that money should go to the families of these suspects, these innocent civilians that are being murdered. Uh, when we allowed police departments to uh, change in terms of community policing to tactical uh, community or urban warfare, we made a grave mistake. We made a mistake because we said that it was okay for you to start utilizing the combat uh, training that military people have uh, against enemies on U.S. citizens. Now, I, I say to those police unions and those individuals that want to advocate that it's acceptable who've never been in the chokehold, who've never had shotguns, placed on them, uh, uh, I say to them, you should, you should uh, take a, take a, take a, a breath and, 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 and walk in the moccasins of those other citizens. I'm not going to say blacks because there are all races that suffer uh, the, the abuses of peace officers. We we have to do something. We have to do something. So let me tell you what I came up with. I came up with this a long time ago, and uh, we had uh, one of the police officers from the LAPD, retired police officer, to come in, uh, and we talked about it. We put a, a committee together. So let me say this. We need to make sure that police officers have insurance. So I'm going to be pushing the COP, I just said it, COP, C-O-P, COP, malpractice insurance. COP, malpractice insurance. This is an insurance that police officers Law enforcement officers, sheriff deputies, state troopers will all have to have themselves to carry a gun to work for the public. Now, uh, starting today, we will start working on this initiative, getting it on billboards and social media and to the politicians. I've sit back and I've watched and see if Black Lives Matter or 
persons that are out speaking are going to ask for this. And, and I think that the March on Washington is going to be wonderful. But if we don't get something tangible to make the peace officer, <laughs> the cop, because we, we know that peace is not something that is being uh, delivered these days. Um, if we don't put something on the table that will make him himself refrain from beating and maliciously murdering innocent taxpayers, then they're going to continue. You can't stop the blue line protection that they give to one another unless something is in it for them to lose and or gain. And for the most part, a cop that does not back his fellow cop is is a rat, and he doesn't receive that same backing, whether he's right or wrong, when he's out there. We've seen it played out in the media in court where cops that uh, – come forward and tell the truth, they're pushed off the force. They're putting they're put in dangerous circumstances where they uh have their other uh co officers to uh put set them up or orchestrate the situation that make it very dangerous for them to be a cop. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna initiate this cop malpractice insurance. For those individuals that don't know, uh, you know, why we should do this, well, your doctors have it. Your doctors have malpractice insurance that they have to carry themselves, regardless of what hospital they work at. They have to, uh, uh, they have to have malpractice insurance. Uh, your lawyers, nationwide, they have to carry malpractice insurance. Uh, you go to school, you have a training, but you're practicing. We have to get to a point where we recognize that law enforcement is practicing too. And since the practice has become very bad, we want them to carry their own malpractice insurance. Cop malpractice insurance. When you commit a crime, we're not, as taxpayers, going to pay ourselves. Your insurance is going to pay us. Your insurance is going to pay society back for what you've done. And in order for you to maintain that position that we give you to carry a gun and to get on the stand and lie like the Dickens, if we catch you, your insurance is going to have to pay. And guess what, people? We don't have to stand in line and, and protest and get shot in the face with rubber bullets and get beaten till our ears bleed. The insurance company, the other, <laughs> the other shark, they're going to deal with that. They're going to handle them. They're going to send a pink slip to the police department and say, hey, we're not paying for him no more. You got 90 days to find some other insurance company to carry him because we're done. Excessive force or him lying on the stand, getting caught, cheating, beaten, we're done. So guess what? The department is going to have to say, hey, buddy, Either you get yourself some insurance, or we can't carry you anymore. So you're going to have to get take your firearm and your authority to beat and shoot people to some other department. 
Now, guess what? Here's the great part. When he puts the application in, because we know that there's sometimes jump from department to department, he's going to have to put in his application that his insurance is going to end within that 90 days. So that department that he's going to, they're going to know that if we hire you, within 90 days you have to bring a new insurance policy to us. But guess what? That's the day that you stop working regardless to when we hire you. This has been well thought out. Um, We've had police officers, former police officers, and chiefs of police on this radio station. I've been interviewing them for the past six years regarding the necessity of something like this. We went so far to even put a committee together to see if initiative in California would be uh, something that we could do. So now that we have decided that we can, we will be putting on social media uh, the petition for you to sign as we believe that this is the right direction to go in. Now, we support any and all other – let me rephrase that. We will support any – viable solutions but this is one that we have come to fruition if there are other solutions that people have we're willing to accept and support that we just can't put this down this is the time and we would hope that everyone would get behind us and we have a website that we are setting up and it's simple to remember it Save America Foundation. This country was founded on standing up, the people, standing up. So we're going to continue that, and we're going to actually stand with us. We will be putting the petition on petition.org. We will be walking in the marches. We will be in Washington, D.C., We will be going around with our petition van, getting people to sign. We will be speaking out in your communities around the nation. This will start in California, and it will spread like the California fires everywhere else. Because we want to know why should we as taxpayers pay when it is proven that a law enforcement has abused his authority and has murdered an innocent taxpayer. Why should we as taxpayers pay that money? That money should come from them and their insurance companies individually. Now, for those persons that are just looking for a reason why this won't work, law enforcement should be under the same scrutiny as doctors and lawyers. They should carry their own insurance. Now, guess what? That law enforcement officer will be able to write this off on their taxes, as do lawyers and doctors at the end of the year. This is an expense that gets written off as a price to do business in that state. You have to have insurance to drive a car. Why shouldn't you have insurance to shoot somebody? So we're asking that uh, uh, that you come that you come and uh, participate. 
participate in, you know, doing the right thing. Now, I've heard a lot of my friends say, hey, I was with them until they started looting. Well, this doesn't have to do with looting. This doesn't have to do with hurting innocent people. This doesn't have to do with protesting and kneeling. And if you can't get behind this, I don't think that you're really interested in getting behind uh, anything within this movement. Because we've had people that couldn't help, wouldn't help because they just couldn't see themselves kneeling before the national anthem or during the national anthem. And that was so disrespectful that they just couldn't get behind. Then the protesting started. Well, you know, they didn't have to protest at the city hall or at the jail. Oh, now I'm not behind them because they burnt down the jail. They just shouldn't have burned down the jail. I was with them until then. Then you got the people, well, I was with them until they started looting. I'm going to just tell you clearly, you're not with them because you're not a part of them. And um, maybe you are a part of the other side. You know, and sometimes you just got to take credit for who you are and what you are. We are taking credit for who we are. We're accepting responsibility for what we are. We're going to get behind and in the front and on the side of this movement, and we're going to continue to do our part. We're asking that if you are encouraged to do the same, grab a hold of a pen. Remember, www.nationalombudsman, that's O-M-B-U-D-S-M-A-N dot org, is our website for Ombudsman International and National Ombudsman. But we will be setting up a new nonprofit uh, website that will specifically deal with this issue of police brutality and the wrongful murdering of innocent men and women, children in this country. And we will be asking for cop malpractice insurance. Just remember, it's very simple. Cop, corrupt officers, police, and sheriffs. <laughs> malpractice insurance. Uh, <laughs> And I know that's terrible, but it's the truth. Corrupt officers, police, and sheriffs, malpractice insurance. Corruption is something that's real. And we believe that if you're a good cop, you're going to love this. Because now you get to have the lowest rates of insurance. You no longer have to worry about the PD or the city being responsible for your actions. And you get to be able to, just like when we're in school and college, you get to show your grades. Hey, I've been in the department 10 years. I have no incidents. I only pay the minimum for my insurance. I get an attaboy every year, plus I get to write it off of my taxes. Wow, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? There's no civilian uh, uh, oversight over you. That's what some of the cops are saying. No, I don't want a civilian oversight over me. Hell, I don't need no civilian oversight. Then, on the other hand, you hear them saying, well, I don't want a cop investigating me in internal affairs because, you know, 
Uh, he could have been my partner one time and had something against me. I could have arrested somebody that he likes, and now he's going to get to have me uh, uh, kicked off the forest. And, you know, there's nothing. There's never a a a, a uh, good way to do it. Well, that 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 that, that panel of ex uh, a chief of police. They were never anything anyway, and and now they, this is their way to get back at, at cops because they never could because of our unions. Ah, guess what? Every day, cops throughout this nation stop people, give them tickets for not having insurance. So obviously, that's it. That's a part of the enforcement. But they kind of, you know, I mean, they could wave a lot of things. They could wave, you know, you haven't. Driving without a license and they still let people go. They see people with a broken tail light, they let them go. That insurance, that's something that they, hey, I got to tow your car. Got to tow your car. You got, you get, you ain't got no insurance. You can't be driving this vehicle without insurance. So I don't want them shooting without insurance. I don't want them taking advantage of any more. United States citizens and those individuals who are here visiting. Enough is enough. It's time that we all stand together and we say, nope, not anymore. Um, Not anymore. So I would like to know what you think. Um, I've seen you guys are texting Jesus, I can't do that and do the show too. So we'll get you all filled up. We'll get it all. Uh, uh, we'll get it. We'll get you dialed in. Glad that you guys are excited about this. Uh, that makes me happy. That makes me real happy. Yeah, we've been discussing this for some time. Yes, we have. And I want to thank all you guys for for uh, doing this. Uh, there's so much going on. Yeah, Rihanna, I guess you're out and about. I uh, can't get that. Uh, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Well, we don't. We we're not. We're not going to be diverting a whole lot of our attention to. Um, some of the other organizations, what they're doing, we will be supporting them. We'll be going out, but um, some of this is not going to cost a lot of money. Some of these changes are going to cost the system, um, and we want them to pay uh, out of their own pockets. We want them to just simply become responsible. We talk about accountability. How do you make people accountable? Make them accountable by, you know, them being denied uh, future insurance protection because of their actions. And it's not the actions of the partner. It's not the actions of the sergeant. It's not the actions of the other deputies or the other police officers. It's the actions of them themselves. You know, the same responsible people that we're supposed to be uh, protecting and enforcing the laws on. Now, we get to become those same uh, persons that are being looked at and our actions being looked at. No longer will we turn our head. 
How many officers do you know that have ever been um, admonished uh, publicly for lying on the stand and being caught perjuring themselves? They don't lose their badge. They don't get fired. But year after year, we have thousands of cases that are overturned because it is proven that cops lied. The cops lied. So um, we want to change that by making real accountability and putting their own money to protect the innocent civilians and taxpayers. That's what we're going to be doing. So we are excited, 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 excited about bringing this back forward, uh, review by the taxpayers. Um, we just we just have to do something, and this is this is what we have decided that our contribution would be. Ombudsman International has decided that they would sponsor this bill, sponsor this initiative, and sponsor this fight. And um, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're up to. We need your help too, and we're excited about. It. I just, there's so many things going on, and I just wanted to um, bring that to the forefront, bring it to the uh, uh, the people and say, hey, listen, um, what can we do? What can we do? Wow, is all I can say. Wow. So you're looking at the reports and you see many um, police officers are now taking a knee, of all things, taking a knee. These are, I mean, that is an amazing feat, um, seeing officers taking a knee. To think that just a year ago we had... Um, officers refusing to go to the Super Bowl because of uh, in protest of Beyonce for supporting Kaepernick and his efforts to protest peacefully. It's just amazing to me how we have individuals who say, well, if they were just protesting peacefully, it would be different. No, that's not true. There are people who don't want any type of protest. There are people who don't want to hear anything, who don't want to know anything, who don't believe anything in terms of social justice, in terms of equality. For all. So we have got to do better. We've got to come to a place where we we start saying uh, we're going to look everyone. We're no longer going to 
support the wrongful actions. I am not amazed, but I am so proud of my countrymen, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, women, children coming out and standing up and standing together. So I'm hoping that this will show uh, people that are watching us as a nation to say that you can't divide us. Together we stand, and if we stand together, then we are one. And that's what this country is all about, us standing together, us realizing that if you feel pain, so do we. And I've heard you, Americans. I've heard you loud and clear. I can't give any more attention to the 1% who are miserable themselves because we have proven, once again, as a nation, we're better than this. We're better than this. And if one of us is murdered, have our life taken away from us, then we're all in jeopardy to one day that person being us. There are people that will tell you they went and fought for this country in Vietnam. And when they came back to America, they were spit on. They were kicked. They had rocks thrown at them. They were abused. And most of the promises that were made to them when they were in the jungle were forfeited because of the sentiment of most Americans when they seen the missions that they were made to do. We have some dirty secrets in this country, and we have to get out and get out of our little comfort zone and recognize that some Americans suffer. I will tell my generation this. Just as we did not have a whole lot of, I wouldn't say respect, I don't want to use that word, a whole lot of interest in what the baby boomers to say or give their excuses about why they did what they did. This new generation don't want to hear the excuses of Generation X for what wasn't done and why we left them in such debt and such ill repair. Understand, there's a new generation that is emerging to take their helms. And whether you like it or not, you're going to give them willingly? Or are they going to be taken anyway? As we look at the seniors in the Senate of the United States Congress, we recognize that the majority of them are in their 70s and 80s, and some in their 90s. They will be replaced. And they will be replaced with people that have a different mindset. Congress, 
they will be replaced. Those members of Congress will be replaced. And if they're not replaced soon, remember this conversation. Because much of what we say we believe is not being projected in the actions of those in control and power. It should not have taken a police department to be burned. It should not have taken three or four days of looting to bring people to the uh, realization that murder, too, should be on the table. It shouldn't took that, but it did take that in order for the other cops that were standing by to even be charged. So I say to those that are listening, hear me with your heart, not with your head. Hear me with your heart. If it were your son, if it were your dad, if it were your uncle, Who's your teacher? Who's your preacher? If it was your brother-in-law or the brother that you don't really even like that much, doesn't bring anything to the to the dinner uh, fundraiser uh, uh, picnic, or he's but he's your brother. If it was him, how would you feel? How would you feel? And what would you think should be done? I listened to the brother of the murdered victim. I'm going to say murdered victim because we need to say that too. Murdered victim. His brother said, we're better than this. And don't loot and hurt innocent people in my brother's name. So I often listen to the victim's family, and in most cases, they all ask for calm. They all ask for peace. They all ask for understanding. But they all scream that they just need to stop. So join Ombudsman International, National Ombudsman, and our efforts to support an initiative to change the law with regards to corrupt cops nationwide. Support the initiative. Corrupt officers, police, and sheriffs, which also includes state troopers, and with the malpractice insurance. They should carry their own malpractice insurance. And we're just asking you to join along with us to make that happen. And uh, that's what we're going with this. I know that we have a lot of people out there that's thinking to themselves, man, can we do? We are trying our best. We are trying our best. So what else is going on? Well, this nation is definitely going through its pains, going through its pains. I want to be the first to say I I recognize 
been crazy. It's been very, very crazy. So who knew? See if we can get. We have so many things that we have to do. So many things. Um, we're going to have Ambassador Bennett. Are you? I have been so worried. Ambassador Bennett, I'm going to welcome you to the radio show. We're doing the Ombudsman Press show right now. And I know that you have worked with a number of presidents and you have been the ambassador of goodwill. You have made a lot of legislation and made peace in a lot of countries, including ours. How do you feel about what's going on right now? And what we're doing is we're trying to, we're, we're trying to push this initiative regarding police officers' insurance. We want the police officers to have malpractice insurance, as do doctors and lawyers. And we think that if they had their own personal insurance, if they had to carry their own personal insurance, they would think twice about doing something that would cause them to lose their insurance and lose their jobs. And uh, so that's what we're doing right now is discussing that. But back to the side, Ambassador, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm just worried about my friends like you, and I don't want anyone to get hurt. I think the peaceful, peace is supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be a happy moment. So I think that peaceful protesting is going to go a long way. Right. You know, I was just talking about that at the beginning of the show because I've had so many people to call and question, you know, my whereabouts and if I was fine and you know, and they, they, you know, I tried to explain to them that many of these protesters were getting hit in the face with batons, shot in the face with rubber bullets. One of the persons who even trained peace officers uh, was was struck in the groin with uh, the rubber bullets, and he will never have children. Uh, oh, because wow. So we have a situation where we have to address these things, but but it was, if it wasn't for the protests that had grown violent and the rioting, we probably wouldn't have had the murderer charged with murder too right now. We probably wouldn't have the three cops that were probably not have any type of discipline to be tried as accessories to the murder too. Uh, uh, case. So, I, as I will, will say once again, Ambassador, I don't condone violence. I don't condone the rioting. But Martin Luther King said it best. Some people don't understand peace. So when you come That's to peace... That's true. And some people don't want it. So Exactly. So, this is a new generation. And uh, we had our turn, and we used peace as a and diplomacy as a means of trying to make changes. But we're here in 2020 asking for the same thing that we asked for in Selma, Alabama. 
We 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 right here in 2020 asking the police don't sick your dogs on us for protesting peacefully. Don't shoot us even with rubber bullets and put out people's eyes. We've seen a a very elderly old man pushed down, hit until his blood was coming out of his ears. That yeah, I saw shooting. that. I saw that. I, I thought that was awful. Awful in America. One of the most powerful countries in the world, and you still have people hitting our senior citizens. Now, if it were anybody other than a cop who struck that man, they would have been brought up on charges of abuse to the elderly. But because that elderly man was out protesting for Black Lives Matter, then it's okay in America to bust his eardrum hitting him so hard, so violently, that he fought, then laughing and saying, oh, he fell. How could you fall and bust your eardrum? I I get patients in convalescent homes across this nation that fall and break a hip, break a shoulder, break an arm. I've never seen them bust an eardrum. Yeah. Never. Never. So... All I'm going to say to America is, you know, I, I thought that it was important to get the ambassador of peace on. Um, wish I just wish everyone to be safe. And, and, you know, I understand the protesting. I was in the South. And um, the, I don't know, how, I can't think of the right word right now. But the attitude. Um, is part of the reason I moved from the South, and um, I just don't, I, it just turns my stomach. Um, I am part Native American. I'm part Irish. Um, I mention that because the Irish and the Native American also have their uh, time in history where um, racial injustice, so to speak. And um, I'm not saying that it's any lie, but I was raised with those lessons. I met Dr. Martin Luther King as a child. I knew Robert Kennedy very well. Um, in fact, I spoke with him the night before he, he was killed. So um, it brings back a lot of memories, not just for me, but from everyone that was part of the whole Alabama and Texas and getting the whole movement back 60 years ago. And it, it is, I agree with you. It's sad that we have not come farther. The replay of exactly as you said of what went on in the 60s. Yes. yes. So, Ambassador, what do you think we can do to educate people about the need for change? Well, I I think, you know, the sad part is the children that are scared of um, the police officers. And so we need when I used to be on the board for Victims for Victims, which was to help people who, who had been victimized, not just the women, or, you know, men as well. And part of the change was going to law enforcement and be a sheriff or police, whatever. And having that education, I've always believed in peace through education. Having them not just once every 
you know, like one time in a 20-year career, having them go through courses and constantly reminded that that could be their child, that could be their niece that's getting abused, it could be their wife, it could be their son, and they need to handle it in a better manner with a better attitude. I, I, you know, I think it comes down to educating those who have the baton. Right. So this is the reason why we've come up with this initiative, to make them have insurance. Because what what makes you what what makes you jump off the the gas when you see that cop when you're speeding? You don't want a ticket because right. you know if you get too many of those tickets, then what's going to happen? You're going to lose your license, and if you lose your license, more than likely you're going to lose your job. If you lose your job, more than likely you're going to lose your house. So. We just thought that it was important that we put something on the table other than what's already out there. There's a lot that's out there that we don't believe is going to work. I mean, simply, we've been here before. It didn't work before. So why continue to use the same formula and expect a different result? Yeah, and I know um, that the law, at least in California, um, needs to be followed more. There is a law regarding um, if there are three officers, this is an example, together, and one doesn't report a violent crime, whatever, the other two can also lose their badge. There is a, you know, like if it comes to a lot, you know, if someone says, you know, X, Y, Z person was there, they can lose their license. And um, I have, you know, seen incidents where it has not been reported. But um, I do know that there is a law on the books that if um, whatever the situation is, if it's not reported, that that officer and anyone that was involved with them can lose their license. Do you think that that would make a difference? Uh, no, it has not. I mean, that was put in the books back in the eighties. That's that's my point. Yeah. If if a person believes that I'm not going to get back up if I wreck, I'm going to. I'm going to be pushed off the force by the other police officers, or should I say police officers, if I don't act and in, in, in respond the way they do. we got to make them accountable in a way that if you don't do this, then you're going to, go, you're going to, you're going to do more than just have your legal case. You're not going to be able to work. Yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere. I think that's the only thing that's going to make them do right is to have that accountability. Now, many of them will tell you, I don't want a civilian oversight, or I don't want uh, IA investigating me without me knowing. Well, we can't just continue to give you carte blanche. Now, a lot of people say, well, we have we spent millions getting them uh, these 
or body cams. Mm-hmm. So what happens when they turn off the body cam? Well, I'm saying that when the body cam goes off, so does your immunity. I'm saying that if you turn your body cam off, the minute it goes off, there goes your immunity. Now, I, I would think there would be an alarm somewhere when that go, when that occurs, or it should be. Well, even if there isn't, if it goes off, so does your immunity. Because they love to have that immunity. I, I just think that it's ridiculous for us to keep playing with these games, and they know that you're supposed to have your body cam on at all times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, there's a reason we, you know, the taxpayers pay for them. Right. Well, and they want to usurp that authority. They want to usurp having the, that on. So I say, okay. Um. Uh, this is what no, something. Yeah, something does need to be done, and um. Like you said, and I I agree that you know it's sad that we're having to go down this street again. It should have been put aside decades ago. Again and again and again, and we'll keep revisiting until we get it right. And I'm just simply tired. You know, enough is enough. You know, and for those good cops. They shouldn't have to go through this. They shouldn't yeah. have to do Well, that's the thing. It, it, it colors everybody, you know, the good cops as well. They're the ones that are really, you know, also are paying for those who are abusive. Right. So I'm thinking everybody should stand with us, and they should want to see this change. Tell me about your relationship with President Kennedy. Oh, with President Kennedy? Yeah, because Oh, it was good. It was very good. I I, I enjoyed him. He was very um encouraging. Um I started very young and um you know he he stayed in touch as best as possible. In spite of all the you know craziness, and uh, so did Mrs. Kennedy. She stayed in touch until the last night of her life, and um, we spoke the night before she died. And um, I thought the world of President Kennedy. I, mean, I was very young then; I was just starting out. But he did take me to the UN, and I thought that you know I got to meet Doc Commerce, the Secretary General, and. Um, you know, it was all about NASA pretty much at that at, at that age. Wow. And my studies, you know, there was um, it's it's when I got in, um, introduced to uh, the Mideast people from the Mideast, um, meaning Egypt and Jordan and Saudi Arabia and so forth. Mm. So. You know, there was a there was a picture of of um, Kennedy, and there was a picture of President Trump. And the picture of Kennedy it had his words about what was taking place in the South, and they had a 
in the picture of Trump, they had his words that when the looting began, the shooting will start. Oh, I yes, I, I from the other day that was terrible. Well, I think that you know, first of all, this man has never been a uh, a statesman. He's never been a politician. He's never been a civil servant. So he doesn't he doesn't have an understanding of representing everyone. You know, he represents himself. Uh, Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, he just. Uh, Um, so it's just crazy. I just want people to understand that we have to do and you know, Ambassador, when you were tell us a little bit about Eisenhower because there's a whole <laughs> lot to Now Eisenhower I adore. And as well as Mrs. Eisenhower. And I don't think I'd have a job had it not been for Mrs. Eisenhower because she looked and asked uh, President Eisenhower in the White House at the Oval Office, why not? Why could I not be an, a young ambassador and officer in training? And um, that started everything. And uh, I saw him a couple of times after when he had explained to me what a provost was back in 64. And that he's the one that introduced me to um Ronald Reagan, along with Senator Goldwater, uh, in Galveston. So, um, and at that point, he was the province of Columbia. So, um, I, I just think the world of him. My memories are very fond of President Eisenhower. He was very encouraging and a great sense of humor. Um, yeah, I was young. I was very young, and all I can say was he was very encouraging about you know state. Stay strong, and his first order was to ride to tell the truth. So and I have always remembered that, <laughs> which is still out there. So um, you know, we we will see. Um, you know, there is a lot that has come out that was going on during the Eisenhower period that was kept quiet for a while. I.e., you know, Vietnam was already going on during Eisenhower days, and I understand that was kept quiet for a while. Why, I don't know. Either people just didn't notice. Well, we've reached the top of the hour, and we will have another special guest coming in pretty soon. But uh, I want to continue with Ambassador Bennett. And uh, so that's just our our two-minute warning that it's about to get real up in here. (laughs) Well, that sounds good. But stay the course, stay safe. Um, I don't want to see people get hurt. That's the peace ambassador in me. I've been there. I I don't wish it on anyone. So let me ask you a question. Mm. As ambassador of goodwill, 
and you want peace. Give us a reason why everybody should be in support of the nonviolent protest. Uh, well, the nonviolent protest, I think, um, builds a more bonding b- between people where the violence, you know, it's the conquer and divide with the violence. And um, we are stronger if we unite all everyone and i realize that may sound idealistic but our strength as a nation in my opinion is our diversity and it underscores why we need to be kinder to each other and not bully everybody et cetera and et cetera right um, and in fact, it was in, uh, a lot of my work was inspired by an expression President Kennedy used to have, and um, I'm sure you can imagine he was surrounded by people and children all the time. My grandparents knew the Kennedys well, but uh, he used to say, "You know, can a man get a moment of peace around here?" And so that was as a young impressionable child. That's what I went for was the moment of peace. Wow. So, you know, there are uh, organizations and individuals and countries that have celebrated the day was picked July 11th um, each year. And that is um, the birthday. Um, it was a, so, uh, a very... Um, old battle by George Washington, but also it is the birthday of NASA. Wow. And the, guy, the guys from NASA are the ones that found me as a child. So a little piece of apple pie at my grandma's table. <laughs> so they loved you. Yes, they did. And Matt, like people like McNamara, everyone had nicknames. And he would go, I just want to be remembered as your mathematician. And so, you know, it all worked, and everyone just let me be a normal Joe and get my education and serve the country. So most people don't have the experience because of their parents being able to be a a military brat, travel around the world, meet presidents and meet people that you've met. Um, That has also given you an opportunity to have experience to see uh, great wealth as well as poverty. Yes. Why in America in 2020 there's still such that great divide between the super wealthy and poverty? Oh, I think it's getting wider. And um, the disparity, you're mentioning other nations, let's say in India, or you go into certain countries in Africa, um, ours is not that divided yet. And I don't want it to get that way. In some areas, it may be, you know, but um, we do need to focus on bringing 
I mean, we hardly have a middle class anymore. And that's to underscore what you're saying, the divide. Um, people are trying, you know, especially with the COVID, the, the pandemic, people that have always worked all their lives are in food lines right now. And it shouldn't be that way. We're not protecting our own people. And that's what the nation's supposed to do. Wow, you just said a mouthful. People that thought that they were middle class, three months without getting a check, and, they, and they, some of them, did, most of them did get checks. Uh, most of them got stimulus money, but it didn't change the fact that our country is in such. We have so many people pay, living from paycheck to paycheck that we've seen great stores shut down because they didn't have a check. Because consumers mm-hmm. couldn't come in and spend money. And they rob Peter to pay Paul. And they, they have that 30 days that they usually would pay, but they're trying to hustle to get the money together before it's due. And you and I know most people do not know how to hustle. <laughs> right. Say that again, Ambassador. <laughs> they don't know. Most people do not know how to hustle. I mean, I made sure my sons knew my boys are raised on a mountain. They know nature. They can, you know, find a nest of baby rattlesnakes and get rid of it. But I took them to USD and charter school that I was trying to help years ago. And I said, you may be able to survive in nature and on the mountain and be an Eagle Scout, but you cannot survive in this neighborhood. I said, these kids may not be able to do what you do, but for sure, you cannot survive these streets. The streets are, you know, it's like a jungle, and um, they're dangerous. So I, I don't know, you know, I, there is not a magic wand that's going to make it go away. And I think that is why we're talking about peaceful negotiations. It needs to be done, and the laws. Someone needs to raise the money to write the law. Writing laws costs money. <laughs> People forget that someone has to pay the attorneys and this and that. And so, if you want the law changed, that's what, you know you need to consider also the cost to have it changed, the legislation, the lo- the lobbying. You know, I don't have a magic solution. I I just, you know, agree that it needs to be improved. Are you afraid that something like this could cause us, this nation, to to be really, really, really put into a bad situation? Oh, very much so, because of our focus is not on the safety of the nation right now it's divided and we're vulnerable enough with not just our nation many nations are because of this mm-hmm. pandemic and right. now our attention is divided with the protests being you know we have other people that oh good they're i, I don't want to mention any nation in particular or whatever bad people 
but there it is a circumstance where people could take advantage of of, of the situation. Right. Right. That concerns you, right? Oh yes, very much so. Um, because we've seen it before, and uh, in fact, in the sixties, it it did happen, and you know, to this day, they've never figured out who. There is more than one death that is still, you know, the mis- mysterious crime and who did it and who funded it and this and that, you know, even regarding Kennedy. So, yeah. you know, that there is a prime example. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, and, and, and some of the leaders, you know, they are risking their lives that are doing, that are out there. We don't want anything to happen to them because they are the ones that some of them that are capable of helping what you're trying to achieve, which is make the change. Right. Right. But I, I think there's a lot of crazy people out there. Right. But we we help them uh, remain crazy when we don't acknowledge that they're crazy and make the difference. You know, we have to stand up. <laughs> And tell the truth. No, well, we that, have, that, that I understand. But there are, you know, there is a lot of mentally imbalanced people that have nothing to do with the protest that would or could take advantage of the situation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Some people just wait for a hurricane so they can go loot. Some people, yes. but, but, but what's important that we don't miss. We don't miss this opportunity, but we have to, we would even be here. Oh, yes. We had that cop who had 18 complaints. 18. And he knew the man that he killed. He murdered. And I understand none of them were investigated or acted upon. I, I, I did see that article. Um, that they tried to say, well, he had uh, some stuff in his system. It could have been there from days before. What does that have to do with him telling you, I can't breathe, and you're mashing 200 pounds or greater on his neck and putting oh, your exactly. hand on your knee? You know, on your knee. neck, it's outrageous. We learn in the battlefield. You learn that tactic that if you're out of bullets and you need help for, you need help uh, or someone to come, you can put your hand in your pocket, shifts all your body weight on that person's uh, uh, whatever uh, pressure point, and they can't move. But but you're going to stop all circulation. So he knew he was murdering that man. He, he There's no way in the world the man is dying and you don't know it. He murdered him. Simple yeah. as that. He murdered him, and that's what he should have been tried with. He should have been tried with murder one, and he should have been given the same thing or more than what a, a criminal gets when, they, when they're found guilty of murder. Yeah. Well, I, I just think the whole – it's just awful, and that, that's all – I mean, I, I saw it when I saw it on the news, like the rest of the country. It was like there's no words. 
Yeah. It's, it's too sad. Too sad. There are, but and, and, and it's not stopping. See, when, when when people shoot cops, they say they've ambushed them. They've ambushed them. Well, come on. People love their loved ones the same way as as, as, as those of us who love cops. I have a brother that's a cop. I have a, a number of Mason brothers that are police officers. And I don't want anything to happen to them. But at the same token, you know, we can't support this type of abuse to continue. So what we're asking is just, hey, support our efforts to get peace officers, law enforcement officers, cops, corrupt cops, all to carry their own insurance so that they themselves can be held accountable through their insurance agents, agencies for their actions. Now, that should be simple. It yeah, may well, not be. Yeah. I don't know. You know, talk to, um, let's see, I'm trying to think here and, and the official, that, the person that you would approve. The wonderful thing about being in California is California has a, their own ballot. Um They have their own ballot system, and you can put the initiative on the ballot, uh, and they will put your initiative, and the voters can can go right into it and do it. We're going to have the uh, president, the former president, the emeritus uh, of the Los Angeles uh, City Council on, Herb Wesson, and the next hour or so, uh, and we're also going to have Chester Chong on. Chester uh, is a Los Angeles Sheriff's Department um, deputy, uh, and he is a Chinese. Uh, and uh, we believe that what he has to say is important regarding the discrimination that Chinese Americans are suffering because of the COVID-19 coming from China, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the abuses that they have suffered, you know, just because they're Chinese, you know, that, that, that that's bad. That makes no sense. I, oh, I know. I, it's been in the news. It makes no sense. You know? But, you know, I think discrimination doesn't make sense. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, you know, we all see it. We all know the words. We all know the attitude. But it makes no sense. It's, it's so counterproductive. Yes. On many levels. On many levels. Not just in the words, but, you know, some things never really go away. You know, you say... um Let's say, I don't know, some sort of remark to any, you know, a discriminatory remark, and they may be able to take it. But, you know, six years from now, it can creep back up and, you know, do harm. So, you know, it's the memories. It's like a war. It It is is a war. It is a war. It is a war. And... 
war crimes are war crimes, and um, I I suspect that um, there is trauma that needs to be addressed on an ongoing basis that nobody ever talks about. I agree with you. Yeah. And um, I, I just think, you know, that um, the fact that I, I, I heard an interview, um, it was a local interview on Channel 7, and um, the young man, he, he was a, a black man, and he was talking about the age in which um, a young black man learns how to be around or how to act around a police man is taught earlier than the sex talk. And yeah. that that's wrong, you know? I mean, you shouldn't have to have lessons that a fear for a policeman. And this action against George Floyd just underscores all of that. Happens to be black, but it also it happens as um, you're about to, to to discuss with due to the pandemic with the Chinese, but they've been through it before too. Right. During the old railroad days, they went through quite a bit. Yes, it did. Yeah. And it's not just in our nation that it's happening. It's in other countries, too, and it it needs to be addressed. We're supposed to be intelligent individuals. It's not, you know, discrimination is not intelligent. Yeah, Ambassador, I don't know how we get out of this because this is going to be a real long, tedious situation. I don't know either because we have so many cities upset. And it's like Chicago... Um, almost, for lack of a better term, exploded this weekend with the violence, you know, the, the protesting. So um, as it's been going on for over a week now in places like Los Angeles and Washington. So I don't know how you're going to calm all the cities. I think that it has to be authentic. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't let this happen without having some real changes. And progress, yes, and it needs mm-hmm. to be substantial. Right, it has to be real. All of the mm-hmm. double talking and you know, gotta get out the vote, gotta get out the vote. You know, that's wonderful. Yes, people do need to get out the vote, but the voting is just one part of it. This is the systemic. Probably. This is a way of life. Yeah, that needs to be changed. Exactly, exactly. And far too often we have sat back and allowed these things to take place, and we just said, oh, okay, well, we're going to wait. We're going to seek justice. Let's wait and see what happens, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Then it happens again. Oh, well, 
Don't rush the judgment. Let us, the system work. Let the system work to get not guilty because they pick jurors that could care less about black lives, you know. And then you have some other people that are just so quick to believe that if you say black lives matter, you're not saying that other lives matter. Well, yes, other lives do matter. But obviously other lives matter because they're not murdering them every day. So, yes, you can say black lives matter. And, okay, it's like, okay, do they? Do they really matter? Well, who do they matter to? And, uh, is it just lip service, though, that you're getting? Right. You know, are they giving you the lip service to get your vote? Well, we know that. Those know, are I'm just saying. You know, that's, that has not been, you know, I don't know, made clear enough, you know? Well, I, I keep telling people, don't make this a party situation. You know, yeah, yes, somebody will come along right now and say, oh, yeah, we're the, we're the ones that uh, I even seen um, a T-shirt the other night, and I had to call the guy and admonish him. They had a Black Lives Matter uh, rally, and he has on a T-shirt uh, or a tank top that says, uh, we stand with Planned Parenthood. Well, first of all, you're talking about Black Lives Matter, and then you're going to wear a shirt of a company, uh, organization that murders black babies? That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I don't even get I, I don't know. I don't I know. And, um, I do not have a magic wand and answer on this one. Um I just think, you know, the peaceful protesting is would be is my preference. That's all I can say right now. And you know, the the um the other, you know, I understand. I do understand, don't get me wrong. Um but I I don't have a magic answer on this. I mean you have to have substantial legislation passed. Well, Ambassador, I know that you have a lot of things going on. Uh, thank your children for staying around and, and, and allowing you to still be a part of the of all of the movements. And uh, I really appreciate being able to reach out to you and have you reach out to us. God bless you. Is there any other closing uh, remarks that you want to? Yes, God bless you. You have been at it for decades as well. And the patience of your family. I always say when one serves, the whole family serves. So, and you have a gorgeous family. Be safe, and I will call you later. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, and good luck on your show. Enjoy your show. All right. God bless him. Bye-bye. Y'all are listening to the Ombudsman Press Show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Bishop L.J. Guillory, your host. As you know, we just had Ambassador Bennett on. She is a magnificent supporter and a great woman. Uh, If anyone has ever uh, been to the United Nations, she was a permanent fixture as the ambassador of goodwill. And um, I tell you, I have really learned a lot from her regarding the peace, and I support peace. I just think that at this point our country needs to be uh, given a little bit of uh, the pain of knowing how others feel. You know, every 
four years or every two years, we get this political Novocaine that kind of uh, embraces the community and just, you know, anesthetizes us from what's really going on. Well, this is in the heart of the presidential election and congressional uh, seats that are open and, and uh, will fight for uh, that. We want Meritus, they're Wesson on. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. President, how you doing, sir? Good. I, I got outside of uh, the, the church. I'm in a meeting, but I did want to chat with you. Well, you know, uh, President, I wanted to throw this by you. So we're sitting around with community leaders from nationwide. We're here in San Diego, and we decided that we would come up with something. We we, we knew that many of the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, sections and cells were, were coming up with different uh, suggestions and demands and things. We decided to go back to what we uh, initially came up with Six years ago at a symposium in Washington, D.C., um, we came up with an idea of uh, police officers carrying their own malpractice insurance. And if they had to have their own malpractice insurance like doctors, like lawyers, then the, the police union couldn't fight it because, you know, that, that's, that's the cost of, of doing business. But it would, they would be able to write it off at the end of the year as a uh, working expense just like their uniforms, but it would be something that would leave the city uh, without that debt every time uh, there's a lawsuit filed and one uh, for police brutality. So we're looking at uh, with lawyers uh, how to get that a California initiative started in California. But you have been the president of the Los Angeles PD, and I, I just wanted to get anything that you wanted to say about what's important right now and the steps that we, we take now that we have the world watching. Okay, well, I appreciate you uh, inviting me to participate. But again, remember, I was the president of the Los Angeles City Council. Okay, that's a, a big difference in being the president of the PD. And oh, referencing, oh, oh. You know, I, I'm kind of messing with you, Bishop. Okay, <laughs> okay. And, and and referencing lives uh, matter and the protests that are going on throughout this country, from California to New York, from uh, um, uh, Florida to uh, Washington, I think it's, it has created a phenomenal opportunity for us to talk about just, not just criminal justice reform, but uh, – reforming our health care system, which has done a poor job with black and brown people, and also talk about reforms to the economy, our employment, and uh, maybe the creation of a public bank. But where, you know, when the protests subside, they're going to move into conversations about reform. And I think that would be appropriate time to add your approach to the voices, to the conversation. Because I, I don't think that we as elected officials should try to dictate what type of reforms occur. I think that we should listen to the people and incorporate ears into what ultimately we do. But if there was an ever an environment or an atmosphere for, for structural change, 
that that time is right now. That's why you are who you are. We just man, you you always have something to offer, and I appreciate you. I know you're in a meeting. Is there anything that you want to say to the public that's listening? Because you're right now, we need to hear from our leaders like you. Well, we have to realize that we are at a moment in history where there is an opportunity, in my opinion, to literally change this country. And we must remain and not let people change the narrative or hijack the movement because the movement is about creating balance in this country. I think that, I, I, in fact, you said it, the world is watching. The protests in the streets throughout the nation and abroad are the most diverse that I have ever seen in my life. People of color, black people have been trying to change the system for 100 plus years. And now we have individuals that are standing with us that are non-African Americans. And I think that 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 is a big advantage for us. And I anticipate that if we stay focused, stay uh, determined, uh, that we're going to see substantive change. Amen. Thank you for calling in. No, thank you for having me. You take care of yourself. And, yes, and to all of the listeners, just be well, be safe, and uh, let's make this happen. Thank you. Okay, Bishop. Right. Listeners, I want you to know that, that President uh, Herb Emeritus is running for the supervisor in the second supervisorial seat of Los Angeles County, and we are going to welcome him as a county supervisor. Um. The man is a brilliant, brilliant man who's very, very concerned about you, about you. And I'm concerned about you, more concerned about you than I am about me. So that's why I'm trying to eat a little something because it's 8 o'clock or it's coming up to 8 o'clock. And this is my meal for the day. <clears throat> anyway, we have... Um, Chester Chung that will be on, and Chester is uh, the former president of the Asian Chamber of Commerce, which is a very important Chamber of Commerce in Los Angeles, as it comprised the Chinese, the Japanese, the Korean um, business owners, and um, we're just going to talk a little bit about how racism has an ill effect on all of us. So we have to stand together. We have to stand together and work together. If if you have not been to Bowlegs Barbecue, you're missing out. Bowlegs Barbecue is... Um, one of the most amazing barbecue spots in San Diego. You can Google it. It is a black-owned, family-ran restaurant. And all I can say is, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> 
That's all I can say. Lord, have mercy. And uh, wow. So, a lot of people were um, looting, and they took advantage of um, having an opportunity to see things. I'm here. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, I need to the ombudsman press show. I'm sorry? What's it? I, I want to welcome you to the ombudsman press show. Okay. Show. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the um, Chamber of Commerce that you're with. Okay. And uh, give us a message about the okay. math. Yes. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the discrimination. Oh yeah, of course, oh, it's really bad, really bad. You want me to go? You want me to go to bishop? I mean, to your church? No, no. Oh, talk, let's talk right now, okay? So, okay. tell me a little bit about the Chamber of Commerce that you represent. Okay. Okay. When? Right now? Right now, sure. Oh, okay, let me turn down the, the 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 phone. Okay, you want me to talk about the Chamber of Commerce? What to do? And then you want to say something about the discrimination, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, when? The, on TVs, on the radio, or what? Right now, we're on the radio. So just oh. tell me a little bit about the chamber. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, the chamber after the, you know, the pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 coming to the United States, we try to helping everyone. I mean, most like, like uh, the, uh, the, the, like, like the general like, uh, police department, like the hospital, like the senior, uh, you know, the nursing home, which we try to deliver the food, we try to deliver the mask and uh, donate the mask and uh, stuff to the people. We try to helping the people. I, I think this is important. Very yes. good. So the Chamber of Commerce is comprised of Chinese, Japanese, uh, Korean businessmen yes. who, who, who has a desire to not only be a part of their own community, but help the whole entire community. So when yeah. the pandemic began, uh, you reached out and said, hey, listen, people should have masks. Uh, this is much dangerous. You have been to China. You, you go to China all the time, correct? Uh, yes, you know, now, uh, I, I've been there to talk to the school, Yeah, yeah. talk to the people, and then I try to, you know, like peaceful, we like to work together. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you knew that it was important for people to have masks. Yes. So you donated masks into the communities. Yes. And tell them to now. What happened after uh, the uh, president and others started okay. blaming China for yes. this pandemic? Okay. And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh, that that's an, I'm very unfortunately. You know, doesn't matter to bring anyone. It's not important. Right now, it happened to our country in the United States. We all yeah. people, you know, most important the president or people have to protect our president. I mean, our citizens first. It yeah. doesn't matter who 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 who's wrong, who's right. Number one yeah. is we have to educate the people how to protect themselves, how to you know save his life. You know, I'm very unfortunate right now. We have uh, uh, over the, almost almost two million people we infected. It's un unbelievable. And then over uh, the hundred thousand people, you know, is the dying. So, and more people are dying, you know, for me, it's very hurting, you know, people to die. It doesn't matter, he's wherever, he's a human being. And it's important, it, bring people is, is not responsible. It's not the, the, the word to spread out. The word to spread out have, have to be education, our citizens, all the people, 
be, uh, beware and, and put the mask on and protect yourself and, put, and save the other people too. Save yourself, save the other people. That has yeah. to be education, have to be uh, spread out and talk to the people. It's not just say, oh, I'm doing so good. I'm what, what I'm doing is it's nothing. When right. you say that and then help people know, that's only more people die right now because mm-hmm. the people don't understand how important. You see, right now the problem in uh, the, the, the people go riot and go into protests, and a lot of people in protest they don't put the mask too. I'm so worried about that. I really right. worry. Even our, our our police department and you know mm-hmm. the LAS, the LAPD, a lot of people just come out with the uniform, but they don't put the mask on. In mm-hmm. in whole United entire United States, it's not only even Los Angeles, but we talk about the whole state or, or uh, the entire United States people to come out the protest, but people don't put the mask on. I'm really worry about that. We 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 need the people know how important. Uh, you know, for uh, the the virus can easy to spread out for everyone because this is no cure right now. We don't find any. It's not the flu. It's not the regular flu. You you may die. You know, this this is I, I I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. Yes. Let's talk about the discrimination. I'm sorry. Let's, let's talk about the discrimination. Discrimination. There have been, oh, been many people to discriminate yes. against police. Japanese, Asian American people. Yes, yes. yes. Some of these Asians are born in America. They are as as American as anyone else. Okay, I I tell you what, uh, this is is unbelievable. Okay, on 21st century right now, people is educated. People understand we should helping each other to get the world better. It's not only our country, Greek, uh, only I'm greater or you better. No, we have to grow together. So should be no, you know, uh, no, no discrimination that work coming up. So what I mean is the ethics, all the same, all, all ethics is the same. Doesn't matter I'm Asian, the African or uh, South America, the whole world is the same country, it's the same, same one piece. If everybody should be understand and the same mind. Helping, help to helping each other. We should not have the world is like discrimination. The world. This is all time. Should be a thousand years. We kill each other. We don't understand each other because the cultural difference. Why now? The day today, we should learn how to working together as a team because all different people have a different world and different creative, and work helping each other to make the world more healthy. Just simply like the uh, the the one I'm talking about, the virus. We should sharing information. We should work together at the whole world and see how to fighting the virus instead of oh I do myself and you do and I I'm sorry for our leader uh, right now. It's very very un, like mature. I can say it's not immature. Yeah. It's yeah. really bad, very very bad. And even you know the soldier we talk about. Okay, soldier is a protected country. It's not fighting for the the citizen. You know why? Why you call the soldier out to come to protect the the the, the you know inside in our yeah. country? The the soldier should be fighting protect the country who coming uh, the you know uh, the enemy. The soldier is for enemy. There's no way to spit out from our president. And he he say he asked what soldier come. He's he's not mature. He's like a kid. I'm sorry. I feel yeah. bad to say that. I'm not. Yeah, so, I respect my my president. 
I respect everyone. But yeah. sometimes he, when he said that word, for me, sounds like, oh, my God, it's our country. We, we have yeah. to work together, have to protect the, 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 the president, should be protect everyone, protect our citizens. It's not using the, uh, the, the military. It's not using a soldier to come out to, to against the, the protest. We should encourage and then sorry for the protest. That's telling to them. We have to be peaceful. We have uh, we do something wrong. We have to fix that. We have to fix that instead of just say power. What what that mean? Oh, so so wrong. I mean, it's the thinking wrong. Yeah, he's thinking. He's, he's thinking so bad. How do you feel when the president of the United States, inside a press conference, took uh, aim at an American, uh, Asian American journalist, and told her? You should go and ask China. <laughs> you should go ask China. This is very this is very immature, as I saying again, it's an immature word to speak from the president because he he thinking that because they think about the virus is coming from China, so you should talk to the China. Why he said that? Why he said that? Right. He, he he should not even think about that way. He should think how to fix it, the problem, how to fix the problem, how to help the people. Yeah, and, he, he and should not, be, not say that. No, I don't think anyone will say that. I don't think any other any any leader will say that. Even not the president, even the leader cannot should not be say that word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, inexperience. I'm sorry. She was born in America. She yes. is born from a Asian descent. However, yes. she's an American citizen. Yes. More so than it doesn't alive. matter. It doesn't matter. He's where they come yeah. from or he where he born. In is American is you you in here in the American yeah. citizen is your citizen. Okay, yeah. it's mm-hmm. your people. You you have yeah. to think about that way. It doesn't matter. We when the people coming to our land in United States is we all together. We right. all like the one family. It's a family. Yeah. It doesn't matter the skin, what skin you are. But our president don't understand that. Right. He don't know. He don't know that important. He's all your citizen. Right. Yes. I'm so upset about whatever he, he doing. I don't see anything he right. He's doing right. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry so, about to say that no, word. I'm not sorry. It doesn't have to be sorry because it's important. You know, what you're feeling is just yes. a, a, a portion of what yes. other Asian Americans are feeling. Yeah, uh, thank you. You give me the opportunity to share that. I, I mean, it's very important for me to say some words. Yes. Together, we are all together. Yes. And I remember hearing yes. something when the looters were out looting. And I yes. say, I denounce that because it's it's wrong. It's against the law. Yes. And, and some of these people that are looting, they don't have anything to do with the, with the protest. They're yes. just there to loot. They yes. don't care. When I was in Texas, if there was a hurricane, people went to loot. There's no just injustice in a hurricane, but they find an opportunity to steal. We, but that's not going to change why we were protesting in the first place. So when I heard, I heard a person say, well, if you guys are going to loot, why are you in Beverly Hills? You should be in the Asian community. I was so offended. I said, first of all, Yes, you shouldn't be giving any advice for people to break the law, or they could arrest yes. you for inciting, right? Yes, uh, that's, of course. That's yes, 
That's inciting. But to direct them to the Asian community, the Asian community didn't beat and kill a man. Okay? The Asian community So why would they loot at an Asian community? (laughs) Oh, because of COVID-19 that was made in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, in a laboratory? Uh, Maybe we should wonder why you have a patent on it. Now, how do you get a patent on something if you didn't make it? So I just think this country, we have a lot of growing up to do, and we have a lot uh, of, of, you know, just practical uh, sense. I believe that if if China would not have allowed this uh, epidemic and pandemic to start in their country if they created it. And while everybody is looking at China, they better start looking at Russia and at the White House. And the fact that, you know, with this pandemic, uh, maybe they were hoping not to have an election, but um, we're going to have an election anyway. And I I don't see China as my enemy. No, no, I think no one is an enemy. No one in the world should. You know how to polite and how to respect the people. I guarantee people will respect you. It's very important. Enemy is to create a world, someone greater. If they really, I know I have a bad people too. Of course, we can talk, always respect each other, how to solve the problem, not create more problems right now. It right. Create the world is upside down. Right. You, know, you no. can tell that. Yeah. The, the mere fact that six years ago, uh, America borrowed billions from China. Yes. Uh, they didn't borrow money from Russia. They didn't no. borrow money from Trump. They borrowed money from China. But China want to help. I think I think China really want to work together. And uh, China is have long history. You can tell. Even yeah. the two thousand uh, two thousand year history right now, we still that's can it. use it. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And and I say that again because a lot of people don't get that. This country that's right. has only been around for four hundred yes. years. Yes, China has been years old. Yes. Um, I think we can learn a lot from China. Thank you. You know, one time I talked to the army, uh, the soldier, I mean, the, the army general one time at a meeting, and he also he mentioned how we, you know, few hundred years, the country changed to thousand years, the country mind. You, you cannot change people. We not change each other. We not change your mind. We not tell you what to do, but we have to respect each other. Then make the world more peaceful. That's more important what the world come out to peaceful. But I don't think today we understand what that, why we, we do that. I don't know why our president tried to create more trouble, tried to create more enemy in the world. It's not right. We should, we should work with together. Yeah, everybody have to be make it peaceful, just like, you know, you and me, we're good friends. We, we have to respect each other. We try to help each other. That's a way to do. Yes. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You let me to say something, you know, from my heart. Yeah, you have been doing a lot of work, Pastor. You have been trying to bring the community together. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I would do that. I continue to helping. I don't care who, where you come from. I don't care who are you. I, we only like to be using my heart to work with together, work together. That's important, right. I think. Yeah. It's not meaning you 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 from the poor country, you from the rich country. It doesn't matter. It, it's yeah. it meaning it's important is we have to be understand and respect each other. Right. That's why I, I do. Yes. 
Thank you very much. Yeah, I love my country. United States is a great country, but we need a good leader. We need a, uh, un, uh, we need a good leader. We need the right leader. I have to we say do. that. We okay? have to want to bring us back together. Yes, sir. Yes. Well, thank All right. you. you're welcome on this show anytime. Thank, thank you very you. much. I appreciate thank you, you calling me for that. Chamber. Anytime, Chester. Okay, Got sure. Me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck for everyone. Bye-bye. Make sure everybody put the mask on. Mask important, yeah. I want to share. Hey, That's hey. the last word I say. A public service announcement from Chester Chong. Tell us the service announcement. Must put on a mask, right? And I, I did the I did the people understand to put the right mask, not to just a fabric, cover your mouth. And a lot of people I find out they don't even cover the nose. We have to <laughs> we have to cover the nose and mouth and, and cover together and using the right mask, not to just a fabric one. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. You got the you got people selling the mask for five dollars. No, that's not, I cannot use it. I know, I know. And then you got you can't go nowhere without a mask, so they just put the mask on. But here's the problem. Yes. Like when you put the mask on, you it fogs up your glasses. I know we do. I have a glass. It fogs up my glass too. But yes, your yes. life important. It's not only you know fog your glass. It's not no problem. But we need but to protect your life first. You don't want to be sick. It's well, not only sick, huh? If I can't see, yes, then I have a problem. I can't see. <laughs> I know, but, <laughs> but but when you're facing the people, you, even you yeah, cannot see know. better than sick. You know, you better than you sick. Yes, please. This is I. I really want to telling people. I want to share. I want to talk to everyone. Put the right mask on. You have to put the right mask on. And the glass is important too for you protect your eye because the virus can go in from your eye, from your nose, and from your uh, from your mouth. That's why you need to cover this three very important locate position. Yes. Okay. I hope to find the, the vaccine soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You gave me an opportunity to talk. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. That's Chester, people. Chester Chong, he is the president of the Asian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, in the great Southern California. So uh, we thought it was important to bring our age community on. Let me tell you this, people. We are we are a united front. We are a united front. We have everybody's interest in, at heart. We don't care white, black, green, gray. We want everybody um, to, to come in um, and, and and realize that we're one nation, and we are under God. So that little pledge of allegiance that we used to say as kids, I pledge allegiance to this flag of the United States of America, to which it stands with liberty and freedom for all. See, you can't say that over and over again and then don't believe it and don't 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 do something to manifest it. We gotta we have to do better, people. I don't know whose enemies America have. But some of America's enemies are not my enemy not my enemy. And I don't want my name used to make them an enemy either. 
I think that um, this is going to bring the best out of us. I want to thank all of my non-black people nationwide that stood with the black community, with Black Lives Matter, and telling the world that we are all one. One race, the human race. So that was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful feeling to be able to uh, just see us all come together. And, and really, you know, even though I'm at my command center, uh, doing my best to get the information processed and out, I, I recognize that there are people that still don't get it. They still don't get it. And you need to be able to understand that uh, if we continue this way, it would destroy this country in short order. And I was going to give a shout-out to those leaders that uh, were over law enforcement in the city of Los Angeles for uh, coming to the table and talking about these things. Got my reggae buddy here. How you doing? Doing a radio talk show right now. Tell us a little bit about what's your name and what what band do you play with? How's it going? This is uh, Joby Hurst from Rude Creation Band, San Diego, California. And what kind of band is it? We play uh, reggae music and uh, multicultural music and um, spreading the message of love and peace and unity out here, you know. So big up to everyone out there. All right. What's the website you can go to to listen to your music? Rude Creation at uh, YouTube, or you can go to uh, Root Creation Bands at um, Instagram, Root Creation Band at Facebook.com. We're all uh, social media um, wide. All right, you guys check that out, and that music is going to make you make you realize that we're one race, the human race. Get with the program because these millennials are going to pass you up. Yeah, that's the white guy that plays in a reggae band, or they play reggae music and all kinds of music. And let me tell you something. If you didn't see them, you wouldn't know that they weren't reggae, African, Jamaican, or from some island. And it just, the female vocalist is Asian. (laughs) This generation got it together. I suggest that some of us old people that don't want to change our ways, go on and let that (laughs) COVID-19 take you on to heaven or hell, or wherever it may take you. But, you know, stop being in the way. Stop being in the way. It's a new day today. And um, I think this is a struggle. It's a fight for somebody's existence. And uh, I don't know whose, but it ain't ours. So get with the program. Get with the program. Be a positive, positive light a beacon of light in a world of darkness, you know, you'd be much more happier. For my people that are wondering, yes, I'm I'm right now enjoying a Romeo and Juliet vintage cigar. And I want to thank my brother from another mother for giving me this cigar. 
He's a great guy. Foster, thank you, buddy. Well, we're coming to the top of the hour, and we have done our job. I hope I made a few of you upset. Here's my buddy. Here's my buddy right here. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Jim is another brother of mine that I met. I say a brother from another mother. And Jim was so upset the other day because Jim, like all Americans, realized that there's just one race, the human race. And he he, he was very upset. He don't want to get into it. I know Jim. I know Jim. I just want to let you know that I appreciate you, Jim. I'm doing my radio show right now. I'm doing a radio show right now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have to make things happen. We have to do things better. But we have to realize that we're just one nation under God, one race, and we need to make things happen. Jim said, you're doing radio right now? Oh. You know, it's not like it used to be where we had to be stuck in a studio. We can do the radio show from the back of the boat from Starbucks. How you doing? All right. You got to take your arms out of there. <laughs> you got to be able to swim. So one more day. It's Saturday, and I hope that uh, you have made a difference in the world today. You know, I, I had started this a long time ago uh, when we first started the Ombudsman Press Show uh, when we were on television. And then we continued it when we were on the radio there in uh, Palestine, Texas. And uh, so what we decided to do is that we were dealing with the um, the bird dragging, dragging a Mr. Bird down in Jasper, Texas. And we started just reaching out and we started telling people that there's more of us than it is of them. If we ever stop paying attention to all of the negativity, and started giving the same amount of light to the positivity, then we would be a greater nation. We would be a greater people. So let's start shedding light on the good people that's doing great things. Let's start supporting those people that have the spirit of unity, and we'll go a lot further. So that's my message for today. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in to the Ombudsman Press Show. I will see you on Monday with the Marvelous Monday Show with my co-host, Dr. Shirley McKellar. And until then, Rihanna, thank you very, very much. This has been an inspiring two hours, and you can take us home. God bless you all. Don't forget, we have the initiative, uh, which is going to be corrupt cops, officers, police officers, sheriffs, state troopers liability insurance. We're asking all law enforcement officers to have liability insurance so that they can pay for their abuses, not the taxpayer. God bless you. Tomorrow, take us home. The homeless is still homeless, the poor is still poor, yet we find billions of dollars to 
fun, senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism. What about the quiet racism? Dividing among ourselves. Somebody's crying for help. Heaven is listening. Heaven is watching. Heaven knows. And they may not play this on the radio. Cause the devil don't want you to know.